Yeah. Uh, Alright, welcome to Inside the Loop Podcast. We're recording on April 4th, 2020, and this is our first guest interview. And we got uh, none other than my uh, former Baylor roommate and one of my best pals, Chris Warnett. Howdy, y'all. It's good to be good to be uh, good to be in the cabin tonight. How are you doing? I think we're doing good. I really think we're doing good. I, I think that this is a uh, exciting spot to be filming, to be recording, and uh, I'm excited to be in quarantine with some new folks. So, so that's right. Expanding the web a little bit, right? And possibly expanding like the you know the network that this disease could travel through. But yeah, that's, that's not the on web. purpose. That's yeah. the web. You you have yeah. your web of, of people that are caught in your web and Corona wide web. CWW. <laughs> so. So catching people up, if you haven't heard this thing called COVID nineteen that's going on right now, I shouldn't even be talking. Has about that, that been has that been addressed in previous episodes? We've only had one episode, and, and I don't even know if we like mentioned we didn't it. Even mention it, I don't think, because it's like yeah. everyone knows it. Everyone, everyone knows what's going okay. on, but we are recording from our good friend Jack Miller. Shout out Jack Miller. We're at his lake house, at an undisclosed address this time other than Jared giving out his real address last episode. That's bad. We are, we're somewhere in Austin recording. We're quarantined. And I don't know if this defeats the purpose of quarantine, but we had Chris drive out here to do this interview. <laughs> well, I did. I mean, I, I went through like the, you know, the expected Lysol sprays and uh, I'm clean. I took a good shower this morning, washed with bleach, Clorox, shout out. Um... <laughs> We're good. There's no. It, we're good. Tuck, how many times in the last two hours have I sprayed you with um, my little spray-on hand sanitizer? Yeah, Jared showed up today. So Jared also drove in from out of town, from his quarantine to this quarantine. There's well, a lot were, less people in Houston. You were already in my web. You know what I mean? You were in my web already. Jared came here from Houston, and he was very excited to show off his new spray hand sanitizer that it, of my mother actually Jerry's mom gave him some and so I think he sprayed it on me more than he sprayed his own hands I don't I don't know if he thinks I'm really dirty or if he just thinks it's funny I, th- I, think, I think it's, it's more than anything he thinks he's really clean and so he's concerned about the hygiene of those around him agreed I guess that's a good way to to sh- shape yeah. that. I if guess you had that thing, you'd think you're pretty clean. I don't think it does much. Jared, how many sprays do I'm you I'm a think big you have soap left? and water guy. <laughs> Dude, I got that thing three hours ago. It's almost empty. I can feel it. It's almost empty. I, like, it really is. I'm not totally sure that you were here three hours ago. Yeah, I don't I got it. Uh, it's a bit about it's three It's 848. Hours. No, you got here I at got like here six. six. Yeah, six o'clock. yeah, it was a little later than six, <laughs> if we can be honest. Okay, so... <laughs> Welcome to the show, fellas. Welcome. Inside the loop. How are you? You know, it's funny because there's like a loop little, you know, y'all wouldn't see this because you can't see through a microphone, but there's a light, okay, hear me, that is a loop and I am physically inside of it. And so we're inside the loop. How are y'all doing? Welcome back. Wow, that was a good job. Best intro. And speaking on terms of the title, we are outside the loop. We are a few hours away from the loop. Quite. Quite a few hours away. So... We're going to get started, Chris. We're glad yeah. you're here again. Yeah, Thanks for I'm, being here. I'm stoked to be here, yeah. We're so happy. We're, we're going to get a few questions rolling just to start off. Before Come we on. really dive in yeah, yeah, yeah. to Chris Warnett, who Chris Warnett is, yeah. we've got 
Just a few questions to kind of warm. To, not that we need work. warming up, but just a few questions to warm it up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, okay. I'm with you. And Jared, Jared, these questions Jared and I have put together, and they're just kind of a, you know, get get settled in because you know the lights going on. Mm-hmm. I'm not used to the light. It's a bright light. It can be weird. Not everyone's I, been on a podcast before, so we. Were, we this is this is my first podcast. Have I seen these questions before? Probably. Oh, I, oh. Right. I was. I was Maybe expect- not in a structured. Yeah, I was, I was yeah. expecting like a resounding no, like a magic trick kind of thing. It's like yeah, I haven't seen anything. No, probably They're not. Raise yourself. I'll hit you with the first one. All right. Here we go. Okay. What is your morning or bedtime routine? Oh man. And whatever, I maybe one's less interesting, so tell the more interesting one. Hmm. I could tell a really good lie right now. You know, I could, like, make it seem like I have, like, everything together in the mornings. I think I should just go with we don't what want I actually that. We don't do. Want the, we want the imperfections. We yeah. want the weird stories. We want, okay. we want Chris Burnett. So, in the mornings, I usually wake up, like, 30 minutes before I need to leave. Um, to go where? To work. Okay. I work. Uh, I work. Have we talked about what I? Should we wait? I wake up thirty minutes before I need to leave. We'll get to it. Um, and uh, what I do in those thirty minutes is take a fast, expedited shower. Uh, so, uh, just real quick. I don't usually do like conditioner or anything like that. I was I going to ask you what shampoo. I don't use shampoo. Uh, what about body wash? I hope you do that. I do. I use. Um, uh, it's called. Uh, Oh, it's something Jack. Every man Jack or something like that. Yeah, yeah, you know, like, comes gentleman in like, Jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it know comes in like a, it looks like it looks like a wooden bottle, but as soon as you pick it up, you know it's plastic. Uh, it's a sandalwood scent. Uh, so I take a shower. I usually don't wash my hair. If it's like a little humid, I might throw a little condition in the in the sitch. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, <laughs> like see you don't it. wash yeah. your hair just like at all. No, I don't. Really? Uh, sometimes, like I might use shampoo. Like I don't have shampoo. That's a whole different conversation. Right I've heard I've heard this. You're not supposed to shampoo your hair every day. I don't I don't like it. And That's and the just reason what is middle it, schoolers say when no, to no, their moms no, when they don't no. want to wash their hair. No, no, no. No. What? I I've, promise. I've been out of middle school for quite some time now. <laughs> and to boot, I was born at a very young age. <laughs> so if I'm if you're gonna trust anybody, might as well be me, you know. Uh, I I didn't I don't use shampoo. I do water and I really get down on the scalp. If I'm feeling a little dry, a little, you know, fringy, I might throw a little condition there, like I said. But mostly it's just body wash, hop out. Okay. Keep so, in mind we're still going through my morning routine. Okay, uh, so you're clean. Hygiene, big, huge. I like Glad to, you do it. Glad you do it. I like to be clean. It gets a little tricky. I don't have a washer dryer at my house. Uh, but I do have good <laughs> friends with one. And Tucker, it's not that funny. Um do you like I'm I'm imagining like the cartoon like hang dry of like the 1700s. Okay, it's bad. Dry, uh, string the line across your backyard. I so so I take like clothes. frequent, you know, washing trips, laundry trips to friends' houses, but when I was a freshman in college, I used to put my stuff in the freezer. What? It's just real nasty. Like I thought that like that would kill things like bacteria. Okay. Wow. <laughs> So you just put your dirty clothes in the freezer and just well, pull them out? I mean, and it was it was just like underwear. Throw them on? No, I wouldn't throw them out or anything like that. It wasn't that outrageous. I would just do like undies in socks. No, I said throw them in the microwave. Yeah, but to heat them up. To thaw them? Yeah, and to wear them again. Well, I didn't you soak put them on with water. Frozen clothes. 
if there's no so then I'll after I get out of the shower <laughs> I'll brush my teeth um I I I either make like a quick like uh, French omelet in the morning, like a three egg omelet. Don't <laughs> let it get brown on the bottom because we don't want that. Or I have invested in these uh, Jimmy Dean products that are like sandwiches, fried or uh, oh, frozen yeah. breakfast sandwiches yeah. that I really enjoy. I grew up for on sure. those. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't take long to make them. They seem to be all right for me. Uh, and then I'll feed the cat. My cat also is named Chris. <laughs> So it's really easy to remember his name, and I'll feed him, and then I'll hop in the car and I'll go to work, and that's my morning routine. Night routine is not that interesting. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. That was perfect. Yeah. That rundown was so good. Good. That was that was awesome. Which leads your your morning routine leads into why we have you here. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Chris works at a coffee shop in Waco, and you stop me whenever to to fill in. Yeah, I probably won't. I'm not that assertive. Uh. <laughs> Chris works at Pinewood Roasters in Waco, Texas. And how long have y'all been around? So Pinewood, Pinewood started in 2015, right at the beginning of 2015, as, as uh, far as I'm aware. Uh, it was two fellows named J.D. Beard and Dylan Washington, and they both started roasting uh, right out of college. That was kind of what they wanted to do. Um, and they did that for... Uh, a little while inside of a garage and then finally got themselves a spot in McGregor, Texas, which is about 20 minutes west of Waco. Um, they roasted there for a year. And in 2016, I guess, I started working with them. Yeah. I'm going to stop you there because yeah. we're going to get into that because we want to rewind a little bit on who you yeah. are, where you're from. Yeah. Uh, so, so Chris is from Houston. From Houston. Are you inside the loop? We were, uh, we were talking about Be that. honest. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. Technically not. I'm not. And, but I feel like I am. Like I. When you're close enough, you. you... I am from Meyerland, like one street across from Bel Air. I live like two blocks, three blocks from Bel Air High School, uh, which is where I went to high school. Slap clap cards. Go baby. Uh, but I'm outside the loop, so if that disappoints you, I'm sorry. That's fine. And and before we go farther, I really had a really good intro set up for you. That yeah, you know on. this podcast thing is still new, so I still haven't gotten the intro locked down. Yeah. So we're gonna rewind and act like we haven't Have introduced you said your, your own name yet. Have I said my I'm name? Jared yeah. Birch, and that's Tucker well, Cascad. So the pilot, we kind of went over that. Okay. And I hope. Our audience would click on. Isn't that one of the weirdest who? things, though, to like sit in front of a camera or a microphone and just be like, "Hi, I'm me, and this is what I'm doing." You know, it's like yeah. I don't want to say my name. Yeah. Well, that. So we had our pilot that's yeah. now out on Spotify, and yeah, not, not a big deal. And Damn, sorry, we're we 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 at a house that we don't know what we're that out was. The boonies and the ghosts. Are so, so Jared and I already went down. We kind of gave the. The rundown on who we are, mm-hmm. and so I don't think we need to introduce ourselves anymore. Yeah, yeah I guess fun. maybe just a quick like, "Hi, this is Jared." Maybe, uh, and I think through conversation you'll yeah. figure out who or we are. Or just say like on three, Tucker, you say your name, and then I'll count to three again. Jared, you say your name, and that way they know whose voice is coming okay. from here. Uh, One, two, three. Tucker. Jared. There we go. That worked perfectly. <laughs> Without Chris, Chris is now single-handedly <laughs> taking over the podcast, and he's a host for now on. Um, do you want to? What's the intro? So here's the intro, Chris. Yeah. This is what I planned to do before we introduced you. Okay. So starting over, 
this is me introducing our guest. This man was born and raised in Houston, Texas, where he and I attended the same church growing up without knowing until last year. He attended Pin Oak Middle School, where he excelled as a tri-sport athlete in golf, baseball, and lacrosse. Yes, those are all spring sports. <laughs> he later attended Beller High School, where he was an all-district lacrosse player, as well as a district golf champion in 2016. <laughs> in his senior year, he obtained best swimsuit body in the Beller men's pageant. After high school, he moved to Waco, Texas, and attended Baylor University, where he has won a handful of intramural soccer, flag football, and ultimate Frisbee championships. He still resides in Waco, where he is the head roaster and director of wholesale and distribution at Pinewood Roasters. Everybody, Chris Wernett, how the hell are you? Wow. Yeah. Dude, what how do you I know. List of three spring sports. That is so, <laughs> so funny, dude. Well, that is so funny. <laughs> Tucker, I, ha- I have to, I have to hop in here. At, at Pin Oak Middle School, mm-hmm. I played three sports. I, but those were not them. Wow. Come on. I, I played baseball, I played football, and I played basketball. <laughs> Those are all three separate seasons. <laughs> They're all three separate seasons. So where did golf and lacrosse... You never played lacrosse? We're going to get there. Oh, okay, okay. We're okay. in seventh grade right now. Okay, okay. So that's my intro. That's and I Chris Ornette. And, and I was a break dancer, and I won the eighth grade talent show for break dancing. Natural Rhythm Entertainment. <laughs> we might have to drop a YouTube link because I remember we watched what? anyways yeah we can talk about was you that can ask, sport what do you mean of course of course we'll go it's off topic sport. right now <laughs> how did you fit breakdancing no, and playing five sports no I'm not kidding I this was this was news to me when I got to be like halfway through and Thomas uh, Thomas Chorba who was also a roommate t- like hinted it and I saw a video and I was appalled I was like you this is crazy and he was good dance. he is good thanks what? And this was and this was pre long hair, Chris. This was pre long hair. This was so you. How did that? How day. did the breakdancing thing start? Um, that's a good question. Okay, so I in seventh grade had met some friends that were like into breakdancing, and I was like, yeah, that's like the coolest shit ever. And so I was like, <laughs> I've got to figure that out. And I like distinctly remember like going home and getting on YouTube and just like watching YouTube breakdancing videos and be like, mom, like come in, like check it out. Like I learned a new thing. And like, of course my parents come in there like, oh, what the, like, what are you doing? Like, like my mom left and she's like, honey, like the kid's doing like that weird thing again. I think we need to take him, you know, um, but yeah, I started breakdancing in seventh grade and did it through ninth grade. Competitively? Yeah. Wow. So yeah. you had a little squad? Did you have a boombox? Well, it wasn't a squad. It was a crew. Okay. <laughs> My bad. Um, like on the street? Like a street crew? No, like like honestly, like really well organized. So like through wow. both of the... So at Pin Oak, there was a thing called um, Dad, uh, Pegasus Dance Company. De- Pegasus Dance Company. Uh, and they had like a hip hop crew. They had like a contemporary dance, like the whole thing. And then they had a break dance crew. And I had a couple friends in it. And I was like, "Oh, that's what I want to do." And so I did that, and played baseball, and played football, and played basketball. And I don't know if I made friends or lost friends, but mostly it felt like I just lost friends. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a good move. I mean, you're sitting here right now. I think you made some good, met some cool people. I'm sitting here inside the loop, so I'm all right. <laughs> So what was what was the breakdance community like? That is something I had known nothing about. 
like, were y'all tight? Were y'all, like, you know, homies? Did y'all text each other, like, hey? Did I you hang out outside yeah. dancing? Like, yes. Yes, we did. And so when y'all were hanging out, did you ever just throw on music and be like, hey, I've been practicing the scissor. Like, let's check it out. I never learned the scissor. I never. Oh well, learned. I was just inference. I was. Oh, it, okay. Like, I didn't know. No, if it was, but like, yeah. you, we, we, when y'all yeah. would hang out, would you be like, "Hey, like I've been practicing like whatever the heads." Yeah. Been. So like, I'll, I'll throw a couple shout outs out there. I hope they still know my name. Uh, there's two guys that I also was in a crew with. That was natural inter, uh, natural rhythm entertainment. Uh, the two guys were Ryan Etima and Eric Oliver. Uh, and every once in a while, we'd get together. At Ryan's house, he had like a really cool back room that we could dance on, and yeah, it was kind of that way. It was like, yeah, hey, dude, I've got this cool little track that I found, and we danced to it. Um, I think that Ryan Atima is in the Armed Forces now. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. And I I don't know what Eric is doing, but I would love to know, and I need to check up on that. I hope those guys are still talking about the breakdancing days. I do too. And you know, funny thing is, I will still tag them in break uh, breakdancing videos. Heck yeah. Yeah, because That's awesome. it's like I, I haven't seen you in a long time, but yeah, we did this together. So anyway, and they're obviously a part of your life that you I mean, haven't forgotten. Yeah, yet. it it's seems like it's still ne- I can, near and dear. I have a a great photograph that I can show you after this with a big trophy that uh, we won. We would love that. Yeah. We'd love that. Okay, so oh my god! So moving on, this we're gonna amazing. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna ask one more question before yeah. we get into the family stuff and yeah, where yeah. you started. But sure. okay, and, and Jared, I believe, came up with this this question. Okay, so if you had the ability to do anything right now, in yeah. this not not in this second, but hmm. just in this day of age. What would you do? And it could be a job, it could be an adventure, a hobby. You could go on a date with someone. Oh wow! Like it's just something uh, you really want to do. Go to somewhere to eat food. Anything, yeah. man. Like there's okay, no. Okay. Well, now that you've given me those options, I think I might just knock them all out. Okay. I think that get, I would go. Well, if you have multiple things yeah. in your mind, give us like the one, two, and three in order. Okay. Yeah. Like something so, you just really want to do. Yeah. Number one, I like all of my like pop culture idols are like guitar players. Okay. And so I've always wanted to be able to like really shred on guitar. Um, I'm in the process of learning that. If I could like play, you know, like play guitar in front of like a sold out crowd, mm-hmm. well, that'd be kind of fun. That'd be cool. Would that'd there be, be a venue? Um, Would there be? I know we were talking about Luck Reunion earlier. Yeah, but we I didn't know about, if there's a specific venue that think, maybe that could happen. At. I think in my head it would be at the Troubadour in Los Angeles. Yeah, it's like a really old school, like historic venue. A lot of like. Legendary rock and roll legends got their start there. A lot of like country rock and roll legends got their start there. I know that like Linda Ronstadt and the Eagles have ties to that place. Graham Parsons as well, who's like a big hero of mine. Um, the second thing that I would do is go on a date with Shania Twain. Shania Twain was like absolutely my first crush we, ever. We're laughing. We're laughing because pre-podcast this was a, this was a topic. We were for sure talking about Shania Twain a Which lot. explains why it's fresh on my mind. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of knew that was coming, honestly. Yeah, I like couldn't hold it back. Yeah. Yeah, I knew it, it, it was like kind of when you shake up a Coke can yeah. and it just And it's like I know I know it's going to come out of this, but maybe I don't. Yeah. And so So is that two things? That's two. And then the third I believe was um if you can do anything, you can go. You can eat somewhere. Is eat there, somewhere. Is there a country that you would go to that that you've yes, been dying so for, that for a, an entree, a meal, yes, type and the, of food? The place is Copenhagen, Denmark. Okay. 
Wow. Uh, there's a restaurant called Noma. Oh, wow. That's very specific, too. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and there's a fellow who runs it called Rene Redzepi. This dude, he like runs this restaurant. They do like a ton of like crazy like fermenting stuff, um, and have like very very nuanced uh, um, dishes that they serve. And I think I would love to go there. I believe, last I checked, it was a Michelin three star restaurant, which is like the highest you know oh, accolade wow. that you can achieve inside of the yeah. culinary world. Really? Yeah, yeah. So what type of food is it? Uh, it's, 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 so that's actually interesting. So he, like, they've curated a menu that is like based on like seasonal things that they can, you know, get during, during their, uh, their seasons. And so there's a lot of like foraging that happens, um, like harvesting like various sorrels, wood sorrel, which is like a very like limey tasting, uh, grass. Um, and they do a lot of like fermenting of things. Uh, they have access to like a lot of seafood and stuff like that. So they'll. That's wild. That. So, so I I'd like to do that. So so this Copenhagen Denmark place that you're speaking of mm-hmm. kind of reminds me of this Netflix show, and you've you've probably seen it, but Chef's Table. Yeah 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 yeah. So Chef's Table, the show on Netflix, that. Honestly, like in a in a sense, it's kind of like doing like what we're doing, but with a very like video heavy aesthetic. Uh, sheds light to these awesome chefs around the world. Yeah, and tells their story from like a young, as a young person of how they got into culinary arts, mm-hmm. how they got into food, how they got to where they are, how they got to opening their own restaurant, yeah, and yeah. why they make the food that they make nowadays. Mm-hmm. And that. For some reason, like the place that you're talking about reminds me exactly what this yeah. chef and I can just see it already, like totally them going Dude. out and finding these seasonal right uh, vegetables, vegetables, or fruit, meats, uh, yeah, whatever. whatever it is, and yeah. and just having this spread and 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 I can already imagine that the way they prepare food is is not like everybody else. Sure, yeah. So that that's awesome. Those yeah, are great yeah. answers. Thank you for for saying that. Yeah, that's that exactly is... the type of answer that we want. Put my heart out there on my sleeve there. No, that's Shania, great. Shania, if you're watching, I am, I'm single right now, and I would love to uh, take you out to, like, a Canadian steakhouse or something like that. <laughs> if, if Shania Twain said she only dated guys that wash their hair with shampoo every single day, um, are we making a life-changing... Are um, we changing our morning routine? Are we routine? changing our morning routine just on the off chance that she... And what was it exactly that she said? Like, she won't date somebody who she doesn't. She won't shampoo. date somebody that does not wash their hair yeah. with shampoo. Every day. Every mm. single morning. Um, I think that she would have to learn to, like, make... <laughs> you making her. Like, compromise. <laughs> you know, like, hey, like, babe, you're out on the road for, like, six months at a time. Like, is it really that big of a deal that I don't use shampoo? I don't spend money on it. That might be like the starting point of our conversation, but I think that I think that she and I would get along. We'll try and get. And again, Shania Twain, the country musician from Canada. If you're watching right now, I'd love to take you out to like a Canadian steakhouse or something. We'll try and get her answer. We'll try and get a response. What if she started the next person on this podcast? (laughs) Then we'd be dating, and that'd be awesome, man. So the. Okay, yeah, so so <laughs> so one last question before we get into to your life, yeah. And while we're really here, but what? Was, and this is kind of this can be quick, but what was your last Google search? Oh, do you want me to look? 
Yeah, you or can you pull out your phone. Guess? Right? Do you know it? No. Pull it out. Oh, gosh. I, th I think I know, but, like, it's also, like, very topical to what was going on pre-podcast. It's um, probably Shania Twain. It honestly yeah. might be Shania Twain. Um, uh, 1980 Indian Scout motorcycle. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> here, let me show it to the microphone. Uh, it's it's like a it's like a cream and red oh, motorcycle so with like some really that. cool fenders on it and Chris, like a fringy leather seat. Chris and our and our and our boy Ethan, who's in the other room behind this wall, we're talking about motorcycles and and yeah. the coolest rides, you know. And Chris gave gave that as a the moped. that was. The moped. I used. To, did you know that I had no, one? No, that's just. Yeah, I used to was, are we talking about the moped that oh, I brought? Oh yeah. I just, it's where still is at it? Sam's. <laughs> where is it? It's still there. So, <laughs> since we're on this topic, I know y'all used to have a moped. So Aaron Dodson. Do you remember yeah, Aaron Dodson, course. who played first base yes. at Baylor? Big guy. My junior, his senior. So when he graduated Baylor and he was moving out, he was trying to get rid of a moped, and he just gave me a moped. I remember you. I didn't saying even that. pay for it. I just uh, and I texted Thomas and Chris, and I was like, hey. I got this moped from from Dottie. Yeah. Do do we want it? And they're like, yeah, let's get it. And Dottie and I went through the whole process. He like gave me the title so I can transfer the title you have in my the name. Title? I never changed it. So Dottie, that moped is still in your name. Hey, and here's what I now that I know that I have to make a somewhat public apology. Did you get a ticket? I got a ticket <laughs> on that moped. I yeah. got a ticket on that moped and. Um, it took me a while to pay it. Like, like it, like I got a letter in you the mail. You told us that you got a ticket and I was like, dang. And I just assumed that you For like speeding? took care of it. I didn't. No, it was a parking ticket. I had parked like, man, it was such a, I mean, it, it was a ticket. I did wrong. I'll say that. But I like kind of just like, I was like, uh, let's just kind of see what happens. And then we finally got a letter and I was like, okay, I have to pay it. Um, but that moped is not in my name. It's an Aaron Dodson's and name. And I don't believe that it has a valid license plate or insurance, like nothing. <laughs> like that is a walk, like it's a rolling if you, ticket trap. I haven't touched it. You and Thomas were last one. So I know exactly you, where it is. And it's I can still take at Ellis Sam's? Oh, yeah. Uh, we'll have to check up on it. Yeah. I'll, I mean, it's technically ours, so we could probably maybe just take it. No, we could for sure take it. We just. Probably needs a little help. Might need a little push. All right, well. Fred Flintstone. Anyway, yeah, with the run, <laughs> we just run with it. To yeah. class, yeah. But that was my last Google search. Nineteen eighty Indian Scout. I love it. I think that cool was awesome. Bike. Okay, so Chris, we're gonna get into kind of just growing up where you started, and you you talked about Bel Air, mm -hmm. which is in Houston, mm -hmm. a little bit outside the loop. Just a, I mean, a real hair. It's real bit. close. But Chris, nonetheless, you grew up in Houston, mm -hmm. and I know your family. Jared doesn't know your family, but for the audience, just like what kind of like your family. Do you want me to do like a family rundown? Like where everybody is now? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Who um, they are, and then also. Yeah. You tell that, and then I'll I'll we'll ask you more questions. Going okay. On. So I am um, the fourth member of a family from a uh, family of four. Uh, I have one brother who is two and a half years older than me, who currently is aged at 26. I am 23 years aged. 
my dad has aged 68 years and my mom is not going to be told. So like, don't even ask. <laughs> um, but she is a little bit younger than my dad. And by a little bit, I mean a lot. That way, dad, get the younger, younger lass. It's kind of like the Shania Twain situation. But completely reversed. Yeah. 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 And so in that way, I know that my dad would be completely supportive because age is just a number. Ain't that right, Raj? His name is Roger. <laughs> Yeah, I'll give names. Roger Wernett, Susie Wernett, Ryan Wernett, Christopher Lee Wernett. That's me. Um, I was confused. I didn't know if that was your cat or you. Yeah, it's funny. We'll get to that maybe. But my cat also has the same name as me, which is not my choice, but it is. It works out. (laughs) My dad, uh, my dad's a full time. uh, He's in full time ministry. He's been doing that since... Uh, Raj is a, is a badass. He is a badass. He is bona fide you, badass. If you... So just by going off this podcast alone, you can tell that Chris is a character. And he's got a lot of jokes. He's very witty. And he's he's quick to the punch. And it's safe to say that yeah. Ryan's like that too. The apple does not fall far from the tree. Exactly. We Ryan and Chris do not just... They did not just get this on their own. It comes, it comes from... That that guy Raj that That's you right. talk about. That's right, Roger. He's a he's a sharp he's a sharp tool. I'll say that much. You know, if you walked into the shed, you pick him first. He um uh, yeah, he's a quick he's a quick guy. Um, so but just did you know, Dad does ministry. He's done Young Life for a long time. Uh, stopped doing that a little while ago. He started at Bel Air High School, which is where I went to high school, and so he started that uh, club at Bel Air. Uh, right now he has a ministry called the Gathering of Men. Which is a ministry that is focused on businessmen in Houston. And they do events in small groups throughout the year. He works with a ministry called The Get Together, uh, which is kind of geared towards like uh, getting people what they need that can't get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether that means like calling on folks to like help donate for a car or a refrigerator or a couch or something like that. Uh, Mom is a chemical engineer, Susie. And she designs oil refineries, which is I never knew just that. about the coolest thing ever. I did not know that, Miss you know, she's awesome. a she's a boss she's a boss lady. You know, uh, Ryan is my older brother, and he is a uh, he graduated from A and M with a geology degree. And now he works for a gathering company in Houston called Ace Gathering, mm-hmm. um, and he loves that job, and he has been promoted in that job. Heck so, yeah, Ryan. Job. That's, That's Chris awesome. clapping, Ryan. Um, and then Chris works for Pinewood Roasters. And we'll, we'll talk about that. That's awesome. That's me. Yeah. Uh, so you were talking about how you know your dad's in ministry, and mm-hmm. uh, it seems like that y- your family is very t- close knit. Yeah. Y'all, I and I've been around y'all, and y'all. Yeah. They all, they get along great. Yeah, we do. They. Y'all play off each other's, you know, personalities very well. Yeah, that's right. Y'all all kind of get where each other. Like sometimes not everybody understands what you're saying because yeah. you your personality is different than a lot of people. We're, but we're weird people. That man. whole family just kind of knows. They get it. Like, they know yeah. what they're saying. Uh, did you ever get in trouble growing up? Were you ever like? I you, wish. You weren't Dude, a troublemaker. I was such a baby. Um. What is the most trouble I got in? Uh, third grade, I pants a kid. <laughs> is it, should I say his name or should I no, not? No, no, no. We'll call that. Can we'll I say his it. first Use name? Use your discretion. Yeah. First name is fine. His first, first name is David. 
And I thought Dude. that he was one of my best buddies from behind. Are you? Do you say sorry? A bully? Did you apologize? Dude, just wait. So I. <laughs> I I saw this kid at recess. Did he have it coming to him? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I saw this kid at recess, and I thought that it was one of my buddies. And I was standing with like a, like these two girls, and I was like, like my brother's like a few years older than me, and like at, I was in third grade, he was in sixth grade, and it was like really cool to pants people at the time, you know, like drop trial that whole thing. And so I saw my buddy from behind, and I was like, I'm gonna go pants Ben. And so, do 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 do, walk up, shoo, drop trowel. Not Ben. Not Ben. It's David. He turns around, <laughs> and I'm like, Wait, wait, wait. When you say you pants to, are we going are, top like, later? Or yeah. we go? We, we got cargo both. shorts. This was 2007. Cargos on the ground though, like all the way down. On the ankles. Like if I had pushed him from behind, he probably would have tripped. <laughs> okay, so it was a good pants. But he had on boxers, which I, in my head, I remember this so vividly. I was like, Damn, he wears boxers, like. I was a briefs guy. Yeah. Like, it, I had to, like, upgrade myself in between fifth and sixth grade to, like, be a briefs guy so that in the locker room, I mean, a boxer's guy, I didn't want to be the only guy wearing briefs in the locker room. But I pantsed, da- I pantsed David, and my PE teacher saw me do it, and she looked at me, and she was like, well, that's it. And, like, got super pissed, took me in. My mom was at jury duty that day, and so we had to call my dad and um he wasn't too happy and i got suspended for one day and i had to write a letter to david about how i was sorry keep in mind i'm in third grade yeah. in 2007 six 2006 and i had to write a letter to david about how i was i was sorry that i had sexually assaulted him wow yeah that's hardcore yeah i haven't ever done it since you learned the yeah pants. i think i did I don't I don't take people's pants off unless they ask me to. <laughs> That's so good. That's exactly what we did. Yeah, I, well, I, didn't, I didn't get in a lot of big trouble. I wish I would have. So other than not being a troublemaker, yeah. just one time, what, how would you describe how was like life growing up? What what would you how, how would you say childhood was? Man. Middle school? Dude. Just growing up, what was it like yeah. in the Barnett household? Uh, I think we kind of had it going, man. Um. Me and I actually got a text from my dad the other day. So like, every, like this isn't like a surprise when this is coming out. Like everybody knows what day it is, right? Like, like April or something. Yeah. We're recording April on 4th. April fourth. Yeah. 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 So like, my dad sends me a text, and he's like, "Yeah, since coronavirus has happened, like I needed a place to like do meetings and stuff." And so he's like, "Your old bedroom is my Zoom room." And he sent me that, and then like an hour and a half later, he sent me a text, and he was like. Now I'm crying looking at the pictures of us playing Little League together. <laughs> oh, my god! And so my That's childhood, so honestly, like, was me and my dad playing sports together. Yeah. Like, that was what we Chris did. Chris is an athlete. I I, I want to take, like, Chris is a very good athlete. I he appreciate can, that. He's one of those guys that can pick up anything. Three seasons. Three sports in one season. Yeah, he's a spring pretty, sport. With breakdancing. All-American. Right. Pretty, so he, Chris impressive. can pick up anything, and he's going to hold his own in it. So for you to say that sports is pretty close and near and dear to you and your dad, yeah. probably even Ryan, yeah. that I totally. can only imagine. Yeah, yeah. So like growing up, it uh, was pretty much only baseball. Played Little League. Nice. Um, high school or middle school years came around. Uh, played Kyle Chapman. Shout out Kyle KC. Chapman. KC, I hope that man. that's still going on. Man, so. that was a great time. Uh, watched a dude break his nose. 
while I was playing third base, and then they asked Where me to come in playing? and pitch. He was playing pitcher. Oh, just line drive, drive, line drive. Yeah. And then they were like, Chris, you're into pitch. And I, ashamedly, I wish I had said otherwise, but I said, I think I'm good. I was like, no, no, no. That ball went off his face to my hand, and I picked it up. And I was like, no, that's blood, and that's not what I want to be doing. So I'll stay a little further away. Um, Third base is still the hot corner, though. But it's not pitcher. Agreed. And while we're on that... Like to give a shout out to my man Birch here, who is throwing lights out Thank down you. south at the old Gulf Coast University itself, Houston Baptist. Thank you very much. <laughs> we actually have a beachfront par- property that me and my teammates live on. Okay, so Birch is while rich. We're, while we're on this, while we're on this, before this podcast, Birch and Chris found out where Chris grew up in Bel Air. Birch's oh, current right. house. Yeah, and an ex-girlfriend of mine lives on his street. <laughs> or her family does. We don't have to say we don't have to anything say. about her. <laughs> but that letter you wrote me wasn't very nice. <laughs> <laughs> what did the letter say? Well, not what I wanted it to say. <laughs> but yeah, growing up, we, I played baseball yeah. and... Um, uh, middle school came around and I decided that I was going to be it's funny middle school happened like right after high school musical and y'all might not understand where this is going but Zach Efron's character had a name Troy Troy I've never seen high school musical but Troy. I know the name wow yes you yeah Troy <laughs> Troy was the main character and he was on the basketball team and he got all the chicks and I was like well if I play basketball and football and baseball I've got at least land one <laughs> Land one what? Chick. <laughs> and it 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 worked. Yeah, but okay. like I don't I think it was I don't think it had to do with the sports. This chick, is this the one the letter? Is it the the letter? No, 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 no. That was in middle school. This is this is middle school. Ooh. That was high school. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Gotcha. Um but I played one football game. Played one football game. I in got high a, school? In no in middle school. Oh in middle school, okay. Seventh grade and I got appendicitis like two days after and never played again. Cool. Wow. That's honestly one of my fears is getting appendicitis. My biggest fear is getting a tapeworm. Those really? things can be gnarly. Dude. You pull it out of you and it's like 25 feet. Mm-hmm. Ew, that sounds disgusting. See, we both had Discovery Channel growing up. Yeah. No, yeah. I absolutely... What? What's that guy's name? Not Steve Jobs. Steve-O. Um, Steve... Irwin? Steve... No. Steve... Mike, uh, the guy that did Mike Dirty Rowe. Jobs. Dirty Mike Jobs. Rowe. <laughs> Mike Rowe. How much Mike Rowe did you watch growing up? A lot. A dirty lot Jobs, like Rowe. all of the Dirty Jobs. You know he jobs. hasn't aged? You're right. He, he hasn't aged. Did you watch Deadliest Catch? Yes, of course. See, I never did. If I was turning on Discovery Channel and it was Deadliest Catch, I would switch it. Dude, Deadliest Catch was dope. Yeah, okay, it's dope, except for that every episode is literally the episode. exactly the same. Did you ever watch Monsters Inside Me? That is where I got the tapeworm Okay, from. that's where. Yeah. That's what I was talking about. Did he narrate that? I don't Micro? think he did. Micro was Dirty Jobs and... and a bunch what of, like Bachelor in Paradise or something? Uh, I, I think he had a stint on the Love Bachelor. Island. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think the he Celebrity was... Bachelor. Yeah, they have that. No, they didn't. They should. Micro would kill it. He would. It's a dirty job, but someone's got. <laughs> you know, it could. I mean, it could be something like that. <laughs> okay. Okay. So. <laughs> Sorry. So, How are we good? So are we've we hit on childhood a little bit. We've hit middle school a little bit. We're going to hit high school here right now, Bel Air High School. Mm-hmm. We we know that lacrosse player. Yeah. We know 
what else do we know? We've we've heard break dancing. I have dancing in high school, but I guess that was a yeah. middle school deal. No, it was high school. It was, it was high school. Too. It was high school too. Yeah. And then golf. You got into golf as well. Golf was so a thing. so high school. What what was it like going into high school? Like, were you scared? Oh what were, yeah. What were you expecting? Where did How you go were to you middle feeling? school? Pinoak. Pinoak, Pinoak to Bel Air. School. Yeah. Pinoak to Bel Air, in an unprecedented move. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, I heard it. I heard a, I heard like a beep. Like good, maybe my life support was getting taken off. Um, <laughs> high school, I was terrified. But the reason I was terrified is that like, yo, I was four foot ten, freshman. Like, I was tiny. Yeah. Real, real small. Yeah. And that's I, a big school. In a big school. That's big a really big, big school. In a big school. And I have friends now that are like, oh well, like didn't that like work out for you like at my school like the short dudes were like the cool like cute dudes and i was like no like that was not that what was, was going not on the case inside the loop no man <laughs> those city girls don't mess around big no. loop they big don't people, they're not man. interested big, in big... little loop guys yeah <laughs> they'll crush you no but uh high school was weird I, I loved baseball and i honestly like wish i would have kept playing baseball that was kind of my thing but in high school i had no chance I wasn't I wasn't up to Rocky P. Manuel's Again, size. Yeah, so we're sports it's guys. Hard. Could Jared he use five two? Probably would have worked. Jared and I are sports guys, and we've talked about baseball a little bit in the first episode. But just hitting on on Bel Air, Bel Air High School is a pretty big school. Really big. Really big. I graduated with what like eight hundred fifty. Exactly. So Bel Air and Lamar, where I went to school, were, were have been. You know, two of the biggest high school rivals yeah. in the city, if not the state, mm-hmm. and and when that rival comes to football, it also comes to basketball and like baseball and in baseball, lacrosse. I mean, every, every, golf, every sport, I mean, every everything. sport, it's it's yeah. hot blood, and so oh, that's even a good, at the Whataburger, you that one. like after the games, it's <laughs> yeah. still hot. You yeah, know, man. so go to Westland Whataburger if you don't want to fight. You literally, you can't walk in there. Lamar and Bel Air were were always you know head to head when it came to baseball. A lot of you know guys that came out of Bel Air and Lamar were, were big college and pro guys, mm-hmm. and playing. And I'll tell you firsthand, playing against that program, Bel Air is a very intimidating program. When you play them, baseball, baseball, is that right? It is, man. That's good. And it it that's doesn't even weird. matter if they're not. Nowadays, if, probably if, not. Well, that that's the thing. Like, I, there were years where out when when I played Bel Air that they weren't good. That okay. It wasn't one of their best years. Can I, but yeah. It, but it was just the jersey. It was, Bel- it was the factor that it was Bel Air. Do you think that it is similar to the experience you would feel playing the Yankees if they sucked? Same thing, yeah. Yeah. So it it's the jersey, like yeah. the Yankees jersey sticks bee, out, and you're like, dude, it's the I Yankees. Can, I can I can draw the B in my head. It doesn't even matter. The, but the you play Bel Air, you step on the field of Bel Air. It's like the Bel Air jersey has been the same since the beginning. It's the curse of Bel Air. It's the red piping. It's the red piping down the pants. They have got these skinny pants. Nobody wears the pants up. It's tied around the ankle, and they all wear red cleats. And Rocky has. Never mind. And and then they have the head I think coach. We were they had the head coach that was very. He was big, fat guy. Big old. There but he is a he's a, a legendary legend. Legendary. Don't the Redskins anymore. We're not. Change the name, man. Chris is Chris is hinting on. So I was the last graduating class at Lamar High right? School. I was the last graduating class to be the Lamar Redskins. In How about 1847? it? <laughs> Graduate high school. No, it's nineteen twelve. Oh, Jared has this ongoing joke that I'm, I am like historic old. Well, I mean, how old are you? You're twenty. You're twenty two. 
I'm 21. 21. I'm 23. He's 39. Yeah. <laughs> How old are your kids? My, about my age. Oh, man. Little Tuck and little Tuckette. I can't wait to see them. Tuckette? That's the girl. I need. Oh, of course that's the girl. <laughs> Hopefully. Well. I mean. Do you all remember 9-11? I do. No. I've been talking to somebody about this. That's when you know, if you don't remember it, you're young. I don't remember it. You're an infant. Yeah, dude. My brain was not. My developed. father's birthday was on, uh, his, his birthday has always been on September 11th <laughs> uh, since he was born. But it just so happened that the year that he was born lended himself to be 50 years old on September 11th, 2001. Wow. And so my memory of wow. 9-11 is somebody else picked me up from school. I came home. My dad was there watching television. I walked up behind him and uh, I like had asked him like what was – I was like – like asked him what you was going on. You knew something was weird. Yeah. Well, it was like, like how like strange is it? Birthday? Vibe? Well, he had a hat on and he had one of those little like confetti things that you blow into. But like other than that, it didn't feel like a party. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like there was a birthday cake and there were candles and all that. But it didn't feel like a birthday party. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And like there were like 20 other people wearing Four birthday years. hats and like, but it didn't feel Six. like a birthday party. You were born in 96? Yeah. So anyway, so you were like I walk five in, or my dad six, is man. watching television. I was like, what's going on? He turned around and he said, well, I don't think we're going to be having my birthday party. Wow. That was, that was my birthday. That was my, that that was was my memory. So yeah. That's his 50th birthday. Didn't get to get celebrated because somebody wanted to fly two Raj, planes. Raj, happy 50th birthday, man. Happy 50th, 50th birthday party, <laughs> we Dad. We didn't get to celebrate it then, but we're celebrating it yeah. now. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. nobody's told you that. I love you and happy 50th birthday. Can't wait for 70 in a year. He so, probably right. hasn't been told that in 20 years. Yeah. Happy 50th birthday? <laughs> yeah. Huh. <laughs> be like 19 years. Just get 19 years. Wow, so, that's a long time. So, back Do we to edit high... a lot of this, or is this... Yeah, we, so okay. we say um and like a lot, so mm-hmm. I'll take out as many as we can. I've been tr- actively I've trying been, not to do that. I have to. I don't know what I've been doing. I have don't, to. You're, you're, you're trying, don't even if, think. You'll say um, um, but I can't... Usually I can take those out. But I'm kind of like a... They're a space I'm like holder. A, yeah, I'm like a... Like I'm... That's I'm okay. like a mumbly guy. That's okay. You know, like that's I can't okay. figure Just out talk. what I want to like say. Like I said, we're very there. conversational. We're yeah, not yeah, yeah. standing up in speech <laughs> class giving Although a speech. I will, be, I will say to the audience out there that I have been incredibly intimidated and forced to behave in certain ways by these two fellows. <laughs> you can. <laughs> There's no standard of how you act on if here. If I'm intimidated, we're hanging out, man. You have Modelo. Okay, we're hanging out. But I'm, the only, I'm the only one that is handcuffed <laughs> right now. <laughs> Okay, that's so, what I love about microphones is you can't see anything. <laughs> Tucker, stop hitting me with that baseball bat. That hurts. Mute the mic right when it. <laughs> Ouch. So, so in high school, yeah, you played golf. You were you were, okay. We've talked about ath- athletics and you've played all these things. Okay, but, wait, hold on. How yeah. many? You played a lot of sports. So I like, did. I played too around, many. I played soccer too. In your garage, do you just have like a bunch of like? You know, like, if you played football, stuff. like, you need some pads. If you, played, if you played baseball, you need some stuff. If you played basketball, you need some shoes. You need a basketball. You need mm-hmm. a rim. If you played breakdancing, you maybe need a mat played break and dancing. a um, boombox. If you played golf, you need some clubs. So, like, were you always, like, I don't know. You know what I'm trying to say? Is your garage is full of, like, all these, like, kind of, like, yeah. sports memorabilia. That's like a good point. Great things. No, that's a good point because yeah. still to this day when – 
at home when I have the chance to you know go out, play catch or like, play football, whatever it is. You go back to your I stuff you had in freshman year. Go to my year. garage yeah, and see yeah. if I can scrap together any Literally. type of ball. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's all from like when I played little league. Of course. High yeah. school. Yeah, I, I, I think in my, in, okay, so in my garage, I can think of a basketball, a football. This is my parents' garage. I can think of the clubs that now I have possession of that are at my house in Waco. Um, man, countless baseball bats, countless baseball mitts. I've got one that I've taken with me that I need to get re relaced. I can do that for you. Is that right? Yeah. Dude, I will. I can do that for you. Let's talk right now. Chris, what kind of baseball glove do you have? I have an Okona baseball glove. The kind of bloodline? It's an Okona bloodline. I think it is the coolest piece what, of leather that has ever been made. What kind of uh, what kind of netting do you have? Got the classic iWeb. You've got the I thought you oh, had I thought you the had the I trapeze. Web might be difficult. Ooh, trapeze. Right? Is that you what have I the have? trapeze, right? Where it's up the middle and it's got all the laces yeah, that go yeah, up on yeah. the side. That's trapeze. But it's not the outfielder's glove. No, no, it's still an eleven and a half. Yeah, it's an eleven and a half. Actually I think it's eleven seventy five. But it is okay, maybe iWeb is the wrong thing. I know what an iWeb is and that's not what I have. That's what Lamos have. Lamos. <laughs> At J- Jose Altuver. <laughs> Jose? <laughs> um no, but I have that. That's Does Jose I, rip the i iWeb? I don't know. That oh, just okay. felt like the quickest, like second base. They probably use an iWeb. Okay. Um, I use that. I use that mitt on the daily. I used it two days ago. Wait, um, did you play catch two days ago? I did. How's the cannon? Exceptional. Chris, what's the I, best pitch? The best pitch. What's your go-to? Not your best pitch. What's the go-to? It's like, hey, like, I, can, I can lean back on this pitch knowing I can throw it for a strike. It's going to be a two-seam, but, and that's what I knew you wanted me to say, I have a wicked two-seam. It's got a lot of movement, and you don't want to face me. Wait, so but I have I, a knuckleball. Go. That is a wicked. <laughs> Are you going to kill Jay. it in your work league? I, also, I asked Tucker if he could throw with me yesterday. I'm changing my... Um, my um, question to Chris: Can you throw with me tomorrow? Oh, yeah, I did. I meant not yesterday. I meant tomorrow. I yeah. asked Tucker if he could throw with me tomorrow. Can where, you throw with me tomorrow? Where do we throw? Just right in, the, outside. in the yard. You have two mitts. I do have two mitts. Yeah, that's easy. Okay, hundred percent. Let's do it. And I'll teach you how to throw the knuckleball. Okay, that's great. Okay, I need to. all right. Well, speaking. Okay, so Tucker knows where we're we still are. in high school. Real quick, we, we're we're good. not much longer in high school. We're gonna go on to. Also, I was the president of Young Life and FCA. In high school, humble. Bra- is that a brag? Dude, wow. No, it's just like a. It's what I did. Do you think there's been anybody in history that's ever been the president of Young Life, FCA, and breakdanced all in high school? Yeah. Really? Uh-huh. You're sitting next to him. <laughs> I don't think that it helped anybody. That's not a. You gotta, big fo- part of you your... gotta focus your attention at a certain point. What's up, Tucker? Okay, Chris. So, you weren't a troublemaker in elementary school or middle school, really. Mm-hmm. Talk about elementary school troublemaking. <laughs> We've already talked about that. What, what about high school? Did you get any worse or did you get or were you getting better? Were you on the upscale? Dude, I I was like afraid of trouble. Like I was like I can attest that. Yeah, I feel like that. I like that. I um I know that feeling. Like growing up I like didn't want like I like wanted to be like the good kid. Yeah. And, like, I still like being, you know, like, you know, good. But, like, uh, I think nowadays I break a few more rules than I used to. Okay. 
But it's not like you cross a line crazy. No, dude, it's not like I've. I mean, you're not. I'm not you're in not jail. News headlines. You know, like you have never heard about me, which is a good thing. Well, this is why you're on here. We want people to know about you. So dude, you might I mean, have to tone it down a little bit. Yeah. Okay. But I was we want, a great we want people, guy. You're on here because we want people to know who you are because oh, you're you're worthy enough to 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 get some fandom and some fame. Fan. Wow. How about that? Yeah. Well, take somebody else to say that. Blue check on Instagram. I I have uh, what do I have on Instagram? I have like nine hundred followers on Instagram. That's all I've got. The blue check. I haven't seen it yet. It's been coming in the mail for a while. What's long your Instagram time. handle? It's my name. At Chris Ornette on Instagram. All Give one them. case. Don't uppercase. Don't lowercase. Don't underscore. Don't dot. Don't number. Chris Ornette. I tried to change it to just my last name, Ornette, for a we'll long time. We'll tag him. We'll tag him on our future Instagram post. You don't that have we'll to do up. that. Okay, so <laughs> high school man, you yeah. killed it in high school, and when it came to senior year, done, yeah. We 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 head to Waco. We head to Waco by an unforeseen circumstance. What expand, I, um, exactly? I, expand I, on that. Yeah, I applied to two colleges in the entire that's U.S. It. Yeah, one was Baylor, and that's where I went. The other one was University of Washington in Seattle. Really? Mm-hmm. I had never wow. known that. Yeah. I love that. I didn't get in. So uh, we're going to Waco, baby. <laughs> Truth be told, I didn't want to go to college. I really didn't. I told my parents that, and I was like, I want to do something like in between high school and college. Almost like a gap year-ish? Yeah, like a gap year. In, in the U.S. or out of the U.S.? Out of the U.S., okay. I thought, at the time. Um, I wanted to do like a – I was like really focused on like mission work. Mm-hmm. That's like kind of what I thought I wanted to do. And I, I, I'm pretty glad that I didn't do that. I don't think that I would have, like, arrived at the same, like, um, opportunities that I have now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I ended, up, I ended up going to Baylor. Yeah, going to Waco, where, where I had never been. Where'd you stay your freshman year? So, so that's, dorm? that's what I was going to ask. So, yeah. so I know before I got to Waco and before I roomed with Chris and Thomas and Chase and Jack... I know that you and Thomas met each other for the first time. Yeah, that's You're, right. That is freshman correct. year, but y'all didn't live together. We didn't live together, but we just about did. Um, so was it you or Thomas that had no roommates? That was me, and that was the most that terrifying was lucky, right? thing. Well, lucky, but like also like imagine, imagine you are the kid that didn't want to go to college. You're also the kid. They, like, didn't know where he wanted to go to college, either in Texas or in Washington State. <laughs> yeah. And two weeks before college, you call the number and you say, hi, I'd like to know who I'm living with. And they say, no one. That's and you're you, like, wow. And it was a potluck huh. thing where you where you were supposed yeah. to find out just a random kid. Yeah, it's like, okay, I'm going to be living with, what, Jeremy Davis, who's, like, from, like, Iowa or something. You know, and yeah. it's like, oh, cool. Like, he'll be all right. He's quiet. And it turns out my roommate was way quiet. <laughs> like, I've, I still haven't met him. And I still haven't talked to him. you live with nobody. Well. Okay, yeah. so you, you did have a roommate. <laughs> I did not. Yeah. You didn't have a roommate, but Thomas came along at some point. Thomas, and I remember. Mean, yeah, Thomas and, and I met, like, days in. So I'm, So Thomas, I've known since living in Houston and growing mm-hmm. up. And I remember talking to Thomas at some point. Telling me about you and showing me oh, this yeah. guy before I before yeah, I moved right. in and like hey this is Chris, he's gonna be living with us and just kind of like watching old, looking at old pictures watching old videos right. and seeing this guy 
and I thought that you and Thomas lived together, but you obviously didn't. But yeah. for me to think that y'all had to have been pretty close and hung out. Yeah, a lot. we were we were good friends, uh, freshman year especially. Um, he uh, he he had a roommate. I did not. I was on the fourth floor. He was on the first. Um, at Martin Hall. Y'all lived in Martin Hall. Now, hang on. Give me a little bit of a break. Now, if you know anything about Baylor residence halls, you know that Martin is where all the squares live. And I'm <laughs> right. not going to say I'm not a square. I'm probably quite a square. But Penland happened to be under construction for that entire year. So I've the never only, lived in dorms, but the I only, The only all-male dorm was Martin. And then they had split up the rest of the folks through Russell and I was a uh, Russell Coconut. Guy. You were a Russell guy. I was a Russell guy. South Russell. Okay. Well, I have questions about you. 309 <laughs> South Russell. 309. I was 424 um, Martin. And I was in a little closet. That fourth looked, floor? Fourth floor. Was that a hike? No, it was an elevator ride. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not um, uh, Very accessible. Okay, so... Right next to the elevator, matter of fact. So, Chris, moving on from your freshman year mm-hmm. in Waco, move on a little bit. Yeah, it's kind of when everything started I'm, happening. I'm going to fast forward to when I got to Baylor. Yeah, do that. So, when I got to Baylor... Was that my sophomore year? When I committed... That was your sophomore year, my junior year. Yeah, so, yeah. when I committed to Baylor for baseball, I, in my mind... The way I wanted to wanted it to be was not to live with athletes, other athletes, because if well, why'd you pick to live with me then? So this is before I knew you were in the house. <laughs> <laughs> so I committed to Baylor. I played five sports in one calendar year, Chuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're the spring all American. Like you just own the season. Yeah, dude. I walk around with a flower in my hair. <laughs> so. So I committed to Baylor, and like I said, I've been friends with Thomas for a long time, mm-hmm. and I tell Thomas, hey, man, like I, I just committed to Baylor. like I'm so pumped. And Thomas counters with, live with us. Live with me. Live with, you know, my buddies. What a house we had. What we'll house? get to that later. But, like, we, yeah. had, we had maybe, we had five, what, five? Yeah. Five at one point, six at another, but five yeah. people that were not like each other at all, and that was the coolest thing. I... Moved in with Thomas and Chris and a few other guys that we'll talk about, but I just didn't want to live with athletes right. because, and you can attest to this just by living with me, but like sports is, was everything basically. Like it yeah. just, it consumed my whole life. And so if you're with that at home, that, that's no fun. That's, that's where I was getting was, is that how you are, Jared? Do you live with athletes? I do live with athletes, okay. but my athletes, but they little, share the same interests with it, you. Like they like different. to get out of it. Yeah. And so whenever I wanted a space where I could come to, come home after five after five thirty a.m. workouts uh-huh. after all class after all practice or after games yeah i could come back to a house where i was so removed from the game that it didn't it wasn't on my mind all the time yeah. because sometimes your mind can play tricks with you and yeah can sit, sit with you and so came home to you thomas chase and jack yeah and everybody just had their own business and it was nice it was refreshing coming yeah. home to and it's exactly what I needed. But in those times when we were at the penthouse, and we called it the penthouse because because it was we lived, it was the, yeah we lived you say it you say it. we lived in an old church furniture factory correct? correct and the house was passed down to us apartment the, this apartment was passed down yeah passed down to us and the house before named it but what's 
funny about it is that the apartment complex is only three or four. Three. It's only three stories high. Yeah, that's right. And so when you think of penthouse, you think like top 25th, level. Yeah. yeah, you're you're getting up there. No, we're we're third floor corner. But I would also like to interject and say that Waco has no business having any twenty five story high rise apartment building. Yeah, right. Um, so the third floor on the corner with mega window coverage huge was just about as time co- in waco and that's it's about as, as close yeah it's about yeah. as close it to was like a one eight, it was like a 180 view you know it's a waco was it 360 yeah. Yeah. you had the you had the best view of um baylor of uh, the science building yeah and some of the football field can and I, some of can i describe how how yeah I, how I, did you take it in so tucker invites me over to his penthouse and i'm like okay this is gonna be sick probably and i walked to this old church looks like kind of like a beer manufacturing company. I don't know. It's probably, I mean, who knows what it is. And, and. That's a good, it's a good um, way to describe it. I walk in and Tucker invites me into his room that was like, at that time, it kind of looked like eight people lived in the room and there was stuff scattered everywhere and it looked like a, a, like a dog had like ravaged the room. And he was like, yeah, like I sleep right here. And I was like, okay, cool. And there's somebody sleeping in the closet. I was also like, all right, like, cool. Um, and then we go into, we go into the living room and there's a, there's like a bunk bed set up in the middle of the living room. It was a loft. A yeah. loft, yeah. It was pretty cool. Yeah, that was the coolest thing we had. It, it was really cool, actually. And the so ceiling, our ceilings were probably like 20 the ceilings feet high. Were yeah. Probably higher than that, honestly. Yeah, it was a and big Probably tall. higher than that. Um, I remember y'all had a basketball hoop that we played on in the wait. Yeah, it was a big old one. In the wow, um, I'm I'm remembering things. I remember I remember we played basketball in the loft, and then there was writing on the on, on the loft, loft on, on the, the loft, the physical on, wood of the loft. Yeah, there yeah. was writing on the wood. I wrote some stuff. I remember I climbed to the top of the loft. It's really cool. We up had there. a bed up there. There was somebody sleeping <laughs> in the middle of the living room as we were playing basketball. <laughs> And screaming, it would climbed up the loft, and there's somebody sleeping up there. There's also somebody sleeping in the closet. Um, then upstairs was actually really cool. It was like a movie room area that yeah, somebody was, also slept in. Jack had a room up there, but and I there were probably in there people. <laughs> there were probably people that yeah, were sleeping people in there. It was just. It kind of reminded me of like a, the 1980s, like kind of like, like kind of a frat house, but like way cooler. It was kind of fratty. It we was had kind of a frat house. We had one party. We did. We had a Christmas bash. And it was the loft bad going on. Like, we, we, like, we had like, I'm, I'm gonna brag and say like we had like what 150 people there. No way. And that, no, 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 no. It was for tight. real. Like there it was, was 150 packed, people. And we in hired there. a DJ to be up on the top of the loft, the loft and like had lights and everything. Dude, it was lit. It was cool. Dude, that is. It was super. I, know, cool. I wish you were wow. there. That was our. That was my junior, his sophomore year. Yeah, it was super cool. Was that, that was like a house Christmas party, and we had a photo booth. We had a photo booth, and I had people like telling me like, "Hey, that was an awesome party." That's one of the best compliments. Which is like to the only thing I've. Party. That's like one of the only compliments I've ever received. <laughs> really? Yeah. Hey, Chris. I that said party I like your you mustache today. You said what? I like your mustache. Okay. Well, hallelujah. We've got a new one. That's the second one I've so, ever gotten. <laughs> so, that was. My college life, I was introduced to... You're just a frat star, pretty much. I was introduced Dude, to we Chris Dude, we went to a lot of little parties and stuff. That was I, I did. I, I, Tucker my made sure first, I made it home. My first few months at Baylor, when you were at Kappa Sig, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we, wa- we would walk 
down the street and Waco wasn't very or at least campus wasn't very large so it was walkable we'd walk about 10 blocks yeah you'd follow your car from the penthouse we would walk 10 blocks and we would walk back to the penthouse playing Chance the Rapper on our phones man there are videos that I would never let anybody see but (laughs) there are videos of of the the return to our house (laughs) that is it's it's funny even to me and I wish that I'd never seen it so so the penthouse was a good time. Yeah. A lot of memories. I don't even know what that means. We'll show you off camera. A lot of, we'll show you off mic. A lot of memories were made at the penthouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was what, 20 years old to 21. So, yeah, so for those me, were 21, 22 for Prime me. time. So in this time period of college, mm-hmm. you get introduced, and I, I really don't know this part, but mm-hmm. you get introduced to Dylan and JD, the owners yeah. of Pinewood. Yeah, Pinewood at some Coffee point, Roasters. Explain where you met them, how that, how that happened. Yeah. So I think there's a little bit of backstory that needs to be told. So mm-hmm. when I was uh, still at Bel Air right. High School, I, I worked at Bel Air. I was working for a coffee roaster called Java Pira, huh. which is um, uh, down south rice off uh, Gulfton. Uh, take a left on Gulfton. I think that's the street name. I hope that's right. If it's not, um, it's also the street that goes to Pine uh, Pin Oak. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you take a ride off South, off South Rice. Anyway, I worked at a roaster there, um, did like freelance barista work, which was... So you've been in the coffee business. I have. Okay. Um, my dad got me into it, actually. So he was he was doing a... Uh, he was trying to like do like a product that he could sell for one of his ministries and connected with this guy from Java Pira like two years before I started working there. And... When it came time for me to be interested in coffee, I was like, hmm, maybe I'll go talk to that guy. So I went and got a job from him. Uh, did, like, freelance barista work. And then towards the end of my stay, I started kind of, like, speaking more towards the roaster and, like, trying to learn about that. Um, 2015 comes around. I graduate. I go to Baylor. 2016 comes around, and I start working at a place called Common Grounds in Waco. Mm-hmm. Um, which I is can't believe you were. So you were isn't it wild? I, that's where a lot of us got our starts. We must have. I must have because my freshman year, twenty sixteen. Yeah, would be that was like the place to. It would that be was it the, was the place, place to go, and yeah. we were on campus, and so we yeah. would walk there all the time. So you must have served me, or I'd seen you in there. At one I'm point. sure that I did. That which is crazy. Yeah. you're you're one of those folks that I met, and I was like, I can't believe this is the first time I'm meeting you. Yeah. You know I, what I'm saying? I, I feel like like, that. like whether it was or not, like it just didn't feel right. Yeah, when I brought Birch time. over, when I brought Birch over to the penthouse, to all my pals, Chris, Thomas, yeah, Chase, Jack, Jack, I knew immediately like Jared is going to be this guy that clicks with all my roommates. Yeah, and so, and he did. And he he did. came over, and all of them were like, when Jared left, they're like that guy's awesome. The guy's crazy. <laughs> guy's off the walls, but we love that guy. Yeah, Bring man. him back. Bring him back. Yeah. So. Started Common Grounds. Started Common Grounds. Um, and so the fellas that started Pinewood are, um, you got Dylan Washington, who is a Waco native. And then you have John David Beard, J.D. Beard, Jardy, J. Dar, Jars Artisan Hand Roasted Crafted Beans, J. Beans. We got, he's got a lot of names, and none of them are his <laughs> real one. Um but uh, I met him, and one day after our, we were working a shift together because he was working shifts at Common Grounds to make, uh, to to make money, while he was starting up Pinewood, and he said, "Hey, we're gonna start a coffee shop here in the, 
beginning of 2016, like, would you be interested? He said that at Common Grounds? Yeah, we... That's we, actually, like, really cool. It's kind of Closed doors. It's, it's kind, kind of, of like a behind-the-scene, like, yeah, hey, dude. we're going to go it's start low, our own thing. It's low down. It's low down. And he, came, he took me out for a cigarette to ask me that. And, and said, you said... I said, dude, yeah, 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 and so uh, I actually was interning at my church that summer, which is kind of cra- uh, hilarious, and um, uh, had a good summer there. Came back and started working for Pinewood. Um, worked at we had we were working at a Greek restaurant. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah, we were we were uh, to go bar. So you walk in to. What was the restaurant? Alpha Omega. Alpha you Omega. You worked at Alpha Omega? So he didn't work, I mean, technically at the space. So you walk into Alpha Omega. It was a hard year for me. It was a real hard year for, for the everyone. Whole company. And so you walk up to the to the bar, to, to the, where you order food for Alpha Omega, and it's from there to the right. It's like exactly Alpha Omega. About. And then there's that counter on the yeah. left closest to the street. Mm-hmm. And that little counter was Pinewood Roasters. And they no had their way. own little sign on the street. Yeah. yeah, we did. We had a great sign. It was a little yeah, it was a sign. wood with like mm-hmm. an acorn or something. Yeah, it was a pine cone. Pine cone. Yeah, it was from a pine tree. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and sorry, yeah, sorry, no, roasters sorry, with an acorn. So pinewood, <laughs> pinewood roasters with an acorn on the front. So oh, man. So I remember going there a lot and just hanging out. Yeah, that was. So yeah, it's crazy to think that that's yeah. that's where the first so storefront I, yeah. was. I would say so. At that point, I knew nothing about roasting. Well, I knew like very limited things mm-hmm. about roasting. I had learned just a hair from the folks that I worked with in Houston. Right. Um, and I got on real well with Dylan. Um, and Dylan was kind of like Dylan, and still is, and and I think always will be kind of like the brainchild of the brand. Like he's. He's looking out for the next opportunity. He's very creative-minded. Um, but he and I got on quite well, and so he asked me if I'd like to go to Seattle with him for a, uh, a business trip, which was going to be the, like, uh, it's called the SCAA Coffee Expo, which is the Specialty Coffee Association of America. I remember that trip you went on. Yeah. Before you get more into it, when he asked you to go on that trip, what... What was going through your head as far as like affiliation with Pinewood? Like, were you like, dang, like yeah, well, they actually it like was meaningful? Y'all were friends, was, I know that, yeah. and like that whole crew. If you go to Pinewood, that yeah. whole crew. If you follow them on Instagram, you can tell like that whole staff That's loves so each cool other. Buddies, like, yeah, working is, with your friends. I think yeah. it is, and it sucks it's more than a job. <laughs> no, to, for real, it, it does. Sucks. It sucks. It's Why a is really, that? it's a hard thing to navigate. Working like working with your best friends is yeah. hard. Because yeah. sometimes you business boundaries, yeah, and you have to like say things business wise that you wouldn't quite like to say. And uh, you gotta know when it's like this is hey, this is I'm speaking from a business standpoint right. yeah. and not a friendship standpoint. So how yeah. good are y'all at, at at doing that? Um, I'd say I'd say we're like forty five percent good at doing it, and we're getting better. Okay. And we used to be really shitty at it. At, at being like we need to do this, and or like, like or, their or, or just saying like hey. Like, I didn't like the way that you did that. Or like, hey, you didn't do this the way that we expected it to be done. Or like, whatever it was. And everything is said out of love. And like, nothing is, is, is going to be like held against you. But so, like, so when you're getting s- to the point where we can say like, hey, you kind of didn't do right. Yeah. So when you say that, I've never been really a part of like, obviously, those business conversations. But mm-hmm. I've been around y'all. I was hanging out and, mm-hmm. and been friends. 
And when you say how y'all kind of confront each other whenever y'all yeah. are y'all are going back on a time that y'all mm-hmm. did do something or say something and y'all weren't happy about how someone went about it or you weren't happy about the way that you went about it, you're saying that like y'all can be better at how y'all do it, but it seems like y'all are pretty good at going back and talking about, hey, like I messed up here or I don't think yeah. you did this the right way. And y'all kind of check each other. And y'all know that's for the best. I think I think right now the most... You don't take it critically or like harshly or personally. I do. <laughs> uh, Somewhat seriously. Her, but her. like, I think that what we're good at is checking ourselves. Okay, cool. I think that I think that any one of the four of us who are like kind of in like the management positions of the whole thing is like, like if we feel like we haven't performed correctly, then it's time mm-hmm. to say something about it about ourselves otherwise you're, you're risking awesome. somebody else to say it so you might as well say it yourself it's kind of my thing well but yeah so so uh dylan asked me to go to seattle with him and that was that kind of like the first time we were like that was the did first you, time were you that serious i serious about pinewood at oh, this time very, yeah very I was, i've always been um but i feel like that was the time that like so quick little retract uh i met dylan and jd who are the two owners of pinewood <laughs> Within a week of me working in or living in Wake, okay, um, wow. Because Thomas, who we've talked a bit mm-hmm. about, has he was one of my good buddies and still is, and he asked uh, what I'd been doing in Houston. I was like, oh well, I've been working at a coffee roaster, and he was like, well, I've heard of these two guys because he was very plugged in with the music scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a fellow named John McKay who also spent a lot of time mm-hmm. working at Pinewood, um, and is very good friends with John. David, J.D. Uh, Beard, who, um, uh, but they've been, they've been good pals, and he was like, oh, well, you ought to go out and um, meet the guys who do the coffee roastery, and so we were like, yeah, we'll do that, um, and we went out there, and I met them, and that's kind of where the whole thing started, um, but that was, like, when he, when Dylan asked me to go to Seattle, it was like, to me, it was like, you know, like, for the first time, like, perhaps they they're interested in me, wanted, like, being dude. around for that's a long like, time. Yeah. And that was four years ago, you know? It's, wow. it's pretty crazy. That's great, yeah. That seems like... I remember so watching... What are you doing in Seattle? Yeah. Sorry, talking. No, 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 no. You're okay. You're okay. I, I just wanted to say that, like, yeah. I remember when you went on that trip... Yeah, yeah. And I remember watching the Instagram stories of when oh, you were there. Man. And Chris, Dude. Dylan... And I think it was off of Pinewood's Instagram Dude. or Dylan's Instagram, but it was Chris dancing down the street in Dude. Seattle. If you to what mind. song... If you don't One of those mind, old punk rock songs? This was on Thursday. No. And I had just been going through my fid- my, my photos and videos, and here it is. Um, back home, you'll only be able to hear the sound, but I think you'll recognize the song. Here we go. This is in Seattle. And, and so that was and you that was me i don't know if with your hair when did your hair get that long oh, oh yeah, that wasn't was the longest long. that it got yeah that my hair i longest? could touch my nipples with my hair <laughs> that was how Why that would i remember you with hair that long so i don't know i don't know i don't know either but i remember and there were if you did hear that song you knew you i mean that song's like early to thought like the punk rock era where it's like it's green day yeah, yeah that's yeah. a that's a um um <laughs> so, I don't know the name of that so song. There, there was a whole weekend of videos like that, which is yeah. amazing. I, I was like, I loved yeah. watching those. And it's kind of the personality that we still maintain yeah. on Pinewood, which, which I think is fun. So that was kind of, 
a quick ramp of how you got into Pinewood, how you mm-hmm. met Dylan and JD. Where and I and I in that awesome intro that I gave, I kind of threw your title out there. It was an awesome intro, and I, it was an awesome intro. And I kind of threw out your job title. Three sports in one season. Yeah, that's, a, that's okay. <laughs> I threw out your job title in there, and just so I get it right again, because mm-hmm. it's an awesome, awesome job title. Head roaster and director of wholesale and distribution yeah. at Pinewood Roasters. Kind of give a give, Can give carry that. Give, yeah, give a ba- quick background of what what your duties are. Yeah, because where the back where that job title came from. So we had to decide what we were gonna say. My job title was for this, and so yeah. I told Tucker, I was like, well, like I roast and I do wholesale. You knew what and, like, you did, but we had to we had to like solidify I, what that name was. Because on my business card, like we're very minimalist over at Pinewood, and so my business card just says Chris Wernett Wholesale, and it's like. No, that is perfectly what I do, but like there's a little bit more, you know? And so Tucker helped me get that out. Yeah. But um, uh, two years ago, I started roasting for Pinewood. Um, And since then, I'd say like 95% of the beans that you've had from Pinewood are roasted by um, me. And there's some good beans, man. There's some good, there are some good beans. I'm Pinewood, just gonna say it. How, okay. I'm not gonna honk my horn, but man, there are some Pinewood's good beans. Got some of the best beans in the state. Zittled Can you beans. explain the roasting process to me in a few? I can. Few I steps? can try. Um, because I have no idea what you're talking about. Just being completely honest. So roasting coffee, it doesn't require any sort of like um, machinery. You know, like okay. you can roast coffee at your house in like the oven or on like a skillet. It's not gonna come out the same way that we might roast it. Because it's not quite as controlled of an environment. Yeah, um, I've seen that machine y'all use, and it's hooked up to a computer. Yeah, really? yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, what, what, cool. what, what we use can house uh, up to twenty six pounds of coffee. Uh, coffee, when we receive it, is green. It looks kind of like a like a lima bean, and that okay. that same color, about the size of a pinto bean with a split down the middle, which is why you see a coffee bean with a split down the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, a coffee bean, in quotes, is actually the seed of a coffee cherry. Uh, coffees grow on little red fruits. Okay. Um, that are extremely sweet and uh, taste kind of mango-like, tropical fruit-like. Um, and we receive those seeds, and we fire those seeds at 400, 400 plus degrees, and uh, we 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 roast them to. Um, a, cur- a curve that I really appreciate, actually. Um, I don't know a whole lot about what other roasters do as far as like the curves that they implement, but Pinewood has always been bound and determined to roast coffee by implementing as much heat as you need to get it from the hottest point to the lowest point. So we want to get it as hot as it possibly can get and then let it ride very evenly and smoothly all the way down to like nothing. You know, like kind of let it take the heat that it naturally wants to have, and and roast it that way. Um, so correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. I did a wow. I did a coffee tour in Costa Rica. Yeah, and we'll get into it right after this. We'll sure. talk about your trips, but yeah. I went to the Guanacaste province in Costa Rica, on I believe the Pacific side. Okay, and, so on the left side. And so we were at lower lower altitude. West side. The west side, yeah, the western side of Costa Rica. So. What's we, we uh, <laughs> you can cut that. So we went. 
<laughs> we went on a coffee tour, mm-hmm. and it was a lower altitude, and usually coffee is grown at more of a higher altitude, right? So they're called coffees? That's cool. What do you coffee mean? Coffee cherry. <laughs> the coffee cherries. Uh-huh. Yeah, wow. they're just cherry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and Costa Rica might be called cafe. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So... Yeah. Cafe. <laughs> so the it the means plant it means coffee. the air like there wasn't a lot of moisture in that area so it's so they had to like they do you know how high up you were do you know I don't it's okay if you don't yeah. but we ended up going to a higher place because we went to a, like a volcano and stuff cool. but where we were was more sea level but they had a kind of a controlled farm where they had like an irrigation system and yeah yeah implemented but he they were talking about the roasting process. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy, like, how fine, and correct me if I'm wrong, maybe I wasn't listening the right way, but there's, like, a fine line between, like, a light roast of coffee and a dark roast of coffee. And a lot of people don't realize that the darker roast is kind of, like, not burnt. It's, that's, I mean, it, it, and, and Pinewood has always stood by this, and I still do, and I will until I'm done, but, like... Pinewood, more than anything, wants people to be able to brew coffee the way that they want to. Mm-hmm. Um, which is one of the reasons that, like, we roast with sweetness in mind. Like, that's okay. one of the things that we, like, talk about is, like, we want to roast our coffees, whatever origin it is, whatever coffee it is, we want to roast it in a way that it, like, has fully realized its most utmost sweetness. Sweetness, pardon me. Where that somebody who might not be super into coffee can brew that at home and still enjoy it. Okay. Because we've, you know, like we we know people in the, in the industry that don't necessarily believe that and they believe something else that is totally fine. Uh, but they believe that like coffee should be roasted really dark or they believe that coffee should be roasted really light. Mm-hmm. And in my personal experience, and I can't speak for the whole company, but I believe that I know the guys well enough to say that like we think coffee should be roasted in an approachable way because with the way that we roast we believe that we can roast we can brew it in a few different ways that that yield a different product and that's kind of exciting for us there's a lot of variables inside of like our roast i've never heard any of that in my life i've never heard any of that ever that's super flexible and yeah it is it's very it's a very approachable roast it's it's not forcing you to like want it to be like extremely like off-putting it's not forcing you to want it to be like extremely like fruity and vegetal like yeah. a light roast might be i think i think that we really roast coffee in a way that is very approachable to people that's cool what are the differences that you know of, of different regions of coffee yeah so i've taken pardon me i've taken two like in-depth trips um and these trips have looked awesome They've been awesome. They've looked so. Yeah, Chris man. has gone up. I mean, you've been. I've seen you in the mountains. You're talking to like locals. You're yeah. hanging out with the locals. They've got this whole tour set up. What like what goes on? Where yeah. where did you go? So um, Pinewood Roasters works with a importer called Cafe Imports. Okay. And they are based out of Minneapolis, Minnesota, mm-hmm. and they import all of the coffee that we ultimately buy. Um, and they do that for a, a quite a number of, of roasters. Um, we have an, a tremendous amount of respect for them and believe that they do what they do extremely well. Mm-hmm. And we have been more than fortunate to become very good friends with a lot of people that work there. Um, there's a fellow named Matt Brown who we personally buy coffee from. And we have been buying coffee from Matt since before I've been around. since So since like 2015. Wow. And there's a guy named Omar Herrera, who has become one of my all-time best friends. 
um, and he works as a coffee buyer and coffee salesman for Cafe Imports. But periodically, they'll have trips that allow select roasters to go down to Origin and like visit with farmers that they may be buying from or farmers that they may be interested in buying from. That's kind of what Costa Rica was like for me. I went to shoot maybe four or five farms and just visited. This Where? is over the course of, course of like a week. Where in Costa Rica? Um, so, so how'd we, you ho- get hooked up with this most? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. How'd you, how'd you, did you get invited? Were they like, hey, y'all so can this, come out? So this company, like correct the, me if I'm wrong, this company that y'all are partners with mm-hmm. in Minneapolis, yeah. they set up these trips, correct? Yeah, and they invite, they invite folks that they want, okay. that they, they think might be interested in going on such a trip. Um, so in Costa Rica, we went to, we, it was focused mostly on going to, on, on farm visits. So we probably went to five, five, six farms. And then at the end of the day, we might cup like 10 coffees or something like that. Cupping being the process by which you like in, uh, analyze a coffee by uh, um, taste sensory. I don't know how like you, by taste. Tasting. Yeah. So like you're like taking like a spoonful <laughs> of coffee and slurping it and like kind of getting a feel for it. Mm-hmm. And there may be 10 table, 10 coffees on the table. And that was all really fine and nice because Costa Rica is a country that has a lot of uh, governmental assistance. So there are a lot of imp- uh, a lot of people in the government that are trying to help the coffee farming industry. And as a matter of fact, folks from out of out of country. So Starbucks, who you may assume is one of our enemies and and in the in the cafe cafe production scene, they might not seem like they might be the best fit with a brand like Pinewood, but they do supply agronomists being people that are like very focused on um, how to grow coffee in the best way. They're providing those people to people in Costa Rica for free. And so uh, there was, an agro- uh, there was a, a farmer that we visited in Costa Rica who had learned a, a, a specific technique of making a fungicide from completely organic materials from a Starbucks agronomist, um, which I... Holy crap. Isn't that wild? Like you think of Starbucks and you're like, oh, it's this extremely commercial thing. But there are a lot of people that are committed to like the well-being of coffee. I actually was doing a project on that last week. Is it right? I promise. I was doing a discussion board on my marketing class and I looked at Starbucks's website. And if you look at their website, there's so much stuff on their website that they're doing exactly what you said for like the overall Mm well-being of coffee, like in our world. And they're not asking for those farmers to to sell that coffee to Starbucks. It is completely a pro bono, like this is something that we want to offer to you. Wow. You know, which is awesome. Um, I would have never, never guessed I, that. Yeah, or thought that, wild, that would they, they would do that. Like yeah, it blew my mind. You've been saying, this is blowing my mind right Dude, now. I enjoy that. So that can, we no ta- can we take like a little five minute break and then come back? I really have to pee. <laughs> We're almost done. Oh, okay. Let's keep going. We're almost done. So <laughs> I don't have to pee anymore. So we we can talk forever, but we're li- we've been going for an hour and a half. Is that right? Yeah. Well, let me talk about Columbia then. Yeah. So that was we, the other place you went, yeah, right? We'll go, yeah. So I uh, went to Columbia or went to Costa Rica. <laughs> I really have to pee. <laughs> went to Costa Rica, and that experience was awesome. And I didn't realize how. Well, let me say this. It was awesome because it was very, like, pristine and every, like, all the facilities were very, very well taken care of. The farms that we went to were, like, very well monitored. It was, it was just a perfect, perfect experience. Columbia's kind of scary. Columbia well, is a little Columbia scary. Columbia just has the, it's it the just Pablo has the Escobar name. thing. You've got the Pablo yeah. Escobar thing. People know a lot about yeah. And I'm sure where you were, you there know. was some type of, I mean, I feel like he had a stamp in every it's part of that country. Of, yeah, it's of, everywhere. 
is everything ever. But I got to Columbia, and the first day we were there, we went and had a cupping, which is again like now an analyzing a coffee based on its uh, sensory characteristics, taste, smell, sight, that kind of thing. Thereafter, we went to a coffee farm. And there was a fellow who was talking about how he was starting a micro mill. And a micro mill, to my understanding from coming from Costa Rica, was a farm that has like a full processing site. So processing consists of like removing the husk from a cherry, drying a cherry, washing a cherry, uh, uh, sorry, washing a seed, drying a seed, all that kind of stuff. And like a very large scale setting. I got to Columbia and this fellow was talking about how he had a micro mill that was literally in like a six by 10 room where these other people had been doing it in like 150 by like a hundred foot rooms, yeah. like warehouses. Um, so this guy's a legend, a lot prettier he's a, setting. And this guy is just, do, he's using he's with what, with, what, what he has he is literally, literally he's, he's bush leaking it he's, because sad. that's all he has. Like, uh, Those he are had, the best people, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. The best coffee. But like right now, like the industry is in such a weird place. Like government officials are coming to his place and saying, "You need to clean your water up, or you need to do this in a more pristine way." He doesn't have the money or the right. resources to do that, and so it's just it's just very weird. Like country to country is so weird, mm-hmm. and even like like it's crazy how a Central American country to a South American country can and be so honestly different. Not that far. Not that far. 150, 350 miles. Yeah. Then you have African countries like Ethiopia or mm-hmm. Kenya that have access to such little amounts of water. Right. And that's like where the beauty of coffee comes for me, for real. It's like there are certain tastes that you can associate with each part of the world yeah. only because of the resources that they have. Wow. It's, never thought of it it's, from it's, that it's, not a, it's not about like, oh, you have the best soil. It's, <laughs> it's literally about. It like that. Your flavor profiles are literally in, indicative of what resources you have. Like, have you ever had a coffee that, like, tastes like blueberries? I never have. You haven't. Have you, Todd? You've probably given it to me, but I, I'm not as professional as well, you. Well, I'll really? tell you all, just as I'll tell everybody that's listening, like, if you ever have a coffee that is from Ethiopia and it says it is a natural process, like, taste it. And does it think taste like blueberries? It does. Matter of fact, it really does. It's uh, and that and that's an effect of like the way that they process it. So they'll pick it off the tree. A natural processed coffee is picked off of a tree and dried inside of the fruit that it still remains in, and then they take the seed out and process that, and so it picks up a lot of like the fruity qualities of the cherry. That's nuts. Yeah, but nuts. every every country, every origin, every. So I've all, yeah, I've all even, has anytime I pick up a bag of coffee it. or even when I'm at Pinewood and I'm yeah. looking at everything that you'll sell mm-hmm. off the shelf and you'll have all the countries on the bags. Yeah. I've always wondered, you know, like, what's the difference? Like, what really is the difference? Because yeah. I, I, I could sit down and taste all of them and I could be like, you know, what? yeah, they taste a little bit different. But I would have never thought of it from the standpoint of resources, what they use yeah. to make yeah. that, what they use what they to can process possibly that do bean. to make it I've the best. Never, yeah. Never even thought about that. So and that's, yeah, it's this a cool, is a little bit a cool of a thing. ridiculous question, but mm-hmm. if you closed your eyes, we had six cups of coffee from all over the world, mm-hmm. and you tasted them all, this is not like kind of like, I don't know, this isn't like showing off, but like, could you be like, oh, this one tastes like it's from like, what? Not pinpoint the same place, not, but like have an idea. Pinpoint. If there were six, I think I could get three. 
of like this is from like and South say, America. Say this ex- is from where? Oh, if we're talking if we're talking continent, I bet I could get five out of six. But wow. if we're talking really? like yeah, but that's just because I familiarized myself with so many coffees. Like when wow. I was in Colombia, I cupped like two hundred coffees. Wow. How much? How many milligrams of caffeine do you think you? Well, too much, dude. Do you know how fast I'm talking? <laughs> no, Chris, Chris. Like, <laughs> so when I'm around the when I'm around the shop, Chris never. <laughs> Chris never drinks a full cup of coffee. I don't. I drink a half and I dump it out. He dr- he drinks a little bit. He has a little bit throughout the day, sporadically. But we'll, we're we're finishing up here, and this kind of brings me to my last yeah. question, and 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 kind of like the final the finalization of of the podcast. Mm-hmm. And Chris really needs to pee. He does. I do. Yeah, that's and, okay. And we're that's gonna okay. get this way. We're literally that's okay. Like, we if we address it, I don't have to pee as bad. If we can wrap <laughs> this up in five minutes, yeah, this just depends on your answer. But we we know where you are right now, what mm-hmm. you're doing, and we've talked about what you do, and the things that you've done while you've while you've been at Pinewood. Yeah. What's the future, man? Like, what I'm is glad it? you asked where that. Where are you Truthfully, going? No, where I'm do glad you want to be? Or like, what? What's? I wanted Has this opened up other doors? Like, what? What is going on in Pinewood? Um, so like the goal of my Columbia trip ended up being like, I had the privilege of being on that trip with four other coffee roasters mm-hmm. who were far older and far like more experienced than I was. And so like, I got to kind of sit in the back seat and learn. Um, and what I was learning mostly about is how to buy coffee from a farmer Okay. Wow. Keeping the importer in mind. So we work with Cafe Imports out of Minneapolis, but they have opened up a new program that they're trying to work on that is called Farmer Select. Um, which don't, it, don't feel like you have to say anything that you're like giving away. No, I'm not. I'm not. Okay. I'm not. I'm not. Um, but we're millionaires. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We're not. We're dirt poor. Um, um, uh, but they have a program called Farmer Select. And what that is, is matching roasters of appropriate size with farmers of appropriate size. And the roaster agrees to buy the entire crop, the entire harvest from a farmer. Which means you buy his best coffee and his worst coffee at an agreed price. And so if you find a good farmer, you can buy a really, really pretty coffee for a decent price and buy his cheap coffee for a decent price. All at one price. And so that's kind of what I'm trying to get Pinewood into. Is it kind of a gamble? No, it's not. There's, it's not. You can do research and it's it's and a lot of research. It's meeting. So I've okay. met I've met quite a few farmers. Um, but what that offers is the agreement that comes the next year that says, "Hey, we really enjoyed this one. We didn't like this one. Can you approve that and keep this the same? And we'll raise the price twenty five cents a pound or something like that. You know. And so we're trying to focus on like buying sustainably, um, buying in ways that we can continue doing for long amounts of time and. And and make a difference in a farmer's life. That's I mean, when you're so far removed in America from yeah. like the the, the farmer, that the farmer and, and and it's really really easy to like over romanticize that. It doesn't well, need to be done like that. Out from from my from my shoes mm-hmm. and just being affiliated with y'all and, and just with a friendship and, and kind yeah. of seeing what y'all do behind the scenes. It seems like a lot of this is like friendship. Like y'all want to build relationships. Yeah, we want we want to make sure that we're doing whatever we do. And You're like not trying to cut people short or no, anything. We're like not. it's all it's all in. and and it's it's important to know that like we're not trying to make money. Like we're just we're trying to pursue a passion. Yeah. Um. But so do y'all know where like are y'all like we want to get from this part of the country or this part of the world? We want coffee from more here, or less here. And here yeah, like we we have we regions want. that like we've focused on that we really enjoy, and so those are kind of the places that we go to. Example: Why I went to Colombia and Costa Rica. Yeah, and There's it seems like it's worked we well. Like, it seems like you've made connections. Yeah. Well, 
I mean, that's all the questions I have, Jared. Do you have anything? I mean, I think Chris really needs to pee. He does. I, dude, he I have does. to pee so bad. But I just want to say this before we leave. Yeah, I was going to say, say I was going to say, before we get up and before we end this, Chris, is there any, like, last comments? Or yeah, I do have one last comment. I just want to say thank you to everybody who's been tuning in. It has been an absolute pleasure talking to you all tonight. And I just want to say, join us next time when Heidi Klum is on. And she's going to talk to us all about her favorite striped sweaters and the way that she makes her favorite buffalo chicken wings. And we can't wait to see you again guys you heard it there chris man thank you so thank much you, for doing thank this. what a so privilege How, we've been talking for a long time let's keep doing it almost an hour 40 i'll edit a little bit out but yeah. man this is a good podcast i, I think we could we, we're walking away with a lot of good information a lot of stuff that love i it. never knew about no, you. jack dude, i learned loves so the voice <laughs> i learned so much in that yeah. podcast i was Seriously. locked in i'm gonna let y'all sign off i'm gonna that's go great pee. all right guys thanks all for right. tuning in to inside the loop thanks. chris is up. chris is gone but we love you very much. Thanks, Thank everybody. you so much. Uh, we'll uh, catch you. Loopers. We'll catch loopers? you next week. We love you, yeah. loopers. Loopies. Loopets. Anyways, we love y'all. Thank y'all. See y'all next time. Sunflower seeds for the answers to the questions she's asking of me. What you doing later on? I got nowhere to be. No, no, no. Yeah. Is my crew on? What are you on? We've been uptown cruising in the-